Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you, said the Steelers Wheel in 1972. It's a funny lyric, one of my favorites, but this sentiment has increasing relevance today in the real world. Because how can you accurately judge how far off-center you are unless you first have the idea of a center? Is the middle just a weak confederation of compromises, where nobody's really right or wrong? Or is it actually the central gravitational force in the solar system of ideas and philosophies that we can all find our orbit within? Think about these things, formulate some questions of your own as we launch out into the loop and discuss why the middle matters today on Curiosity Continuum. Hey everybody, this is Josh. And this is Brian. Thank you for joining us today on Curiosity Continuum. For those of you tuning in for the first time, Curiosity Continuum is a podcast and movement started by two lifelong friends, Brian and myself, who want to spark your curiosity, help you integrate information, enhance your everyday contextual awareness in a constantly changing world by sharing conversations with you that explore, examine, and reframe common practical topics. And you can practically find us on the web, www.curiositycontinuum.com. You have all the links you need to listen to us. Find us on your favorite podcast channel. Please subscribe and interact with us and rate the podcast. It helps us find other listeners like you who are uh, enjoying this podcast and able to continue this conversation with others. And there you can also find links to social media to follow us, uh, tweet at us, other things like that. Send us emojis through the electronic means that are available to you. So, <laughs> once yeah. again, www.curiositycontinuum.com. And I, I don't think anybody's used the term on the web for about 20 years, Brian. So, there you go. <laughs> you, you know, I wanted to throw it back a little bit. <laughs> I could have said the World Wide Web. And it yeah, the WWW. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yes. <clears throat> Since the days of Al Gore in the World Wide Web. Yeah. So, anyway, so <laughs> um, today we're talking about why the middle matters or the center. And this idea that the idea of like an objective truth, like in either or instances, kicking it off a little bit today, we're, we're talking about why the middle matters. And kind of we, we talked about in the beginning where there is this idea of a center or even like a, a central force that can pull us all together. And I think part of the framework of that is to understand the calibration point that we would move to, whether it's an objective truth or something, or is it a subjective uh, perspective. Those are different things that you, when you understand, you can start to say, okay, here's the middle of something. Um, often, maybe, we're only left with the edges of something. But just because of the existence of edges means that there's something there in the middle to take a look at. Increasingly, I think we've been exposed more and more just to edges and there's a good time now i think to be able to start re-examining the roots or the center of something to understand how we got to where we are yeah i totally agree um brian that we've been exposed to the edges of you know the fringes of we would call it fringes of society or whatever and because we think of that as the edge or for example in politics you know the far left or the far right everybody's talking about that but they don't really talk about the people in the middle or the things in the middle or the central ideas. So everything comes from this central point, which I do think that is important to realize. When you have a continuum of folks and they're on it, it's important to understand where they're orbiting so that you can understand one another. So Josh, you and I have been friends for so long. We have a common vocabulary 
which we've built over three decades. So it's pretty easy to, for us to, you know, maybe screw up something we've said and you go, oh yeah, I know what you're saying, you know? Right. Just because we've, we've gained that. But so often now there are so many different uh, worldviews, especially that are, are coming into play. You have different experiences. You have different cultural things. You have different geographic regions that are now closer than ever before. And while we tout that we are a more connected world than we ever were before, I beg to have you consider that we actually have to put more effort forward now to make sure that we still have those common places where we can start that. And some of that is honestly just defining the terms. Right. And also some of that, I too, I really do believe that as people, like we get more interconnected on a more personal level with social media and all that kind of stuff, you were exposed to all these different views and different ideas that are different than our own. It doesn't mean that they're wrong. It doesn't mean that they're right. It just means they're different. And it, it constantly makes us look inside ourselves to look at our own center of ourselves, for example. And that's a really good thing to do because anything worth believing in will stand up to criticism or any other kind of thing. You know, if, if it's something so fragile that it can't stand up to any type of scrutiny or any type of critique for you to be able to reevaluate it, then it might not be something worth believing in. Um, you know, not all ideas are created equal. You know, people are created equal, but ideas are not. You know, the idea that I could run out into the middle of the street and play... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> probably not the, not the best idea. As well, you can. Else. You just might not be there very long. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, the best fifteen seconds of my life, right yeah. there. In in that though, we need to understand that when you have other people, the best way to do it is to sit around the table and do it. You know, one of the things that um, I remember well when I visited China was that when they have like large group banquets, they have round tables which I really found interesting. You know, it wasn't like a square banquet table or a rectangular table. It was a big circular table. Sure. And in the middle, they put all of the foods, and this is, uh, you know, like Central China and everything, and they would kind of, it's like a big lazy Susan, and you could just kind of push it around slowly and grab what you wanted out of the dishes that were there and put it on your plate and enjoy the food. And I loved it because, um, you know, you talk to the people next to you, but then you could also see the people across the table from you very easily, and nobody felt disrespected because they felt like I'm in the place of importance or I'm in the least important place because it was a round table. Everybody <laughs> right. contribute equally and enjoy everything equally. Right. And you could hear everybody's conversation and you could, you know, interject or have an opinion and you were all created like all pretty much equal. And that's why like a round table is important because you are all equal there. If we take the middle and we just kind of riff on a little bit, um, Josh, you know, you have three brothers. You're one of three brothers. I am. And uh, we had a lot of our friends, too. It's funny. They they were the oldest of three brothers, seemed to be, for whatever reason. And, you know, we have a friend who's the youngest of three brothers. The weird one. The middle. The weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we love no, them. Yeah. No, we love, we love them all. But, yeah, the weird one. Yeah. It's interesting to me always that the middle child in a in a like a even like a family situation they have a little bit different view of everything and it's almost right. like they're trying to differentiate themselves because that's they're playing a very different kind of role like they're not the oldest and not the youngest they're there it's a consistent thing and psychologists have noted very often like you know here's middle children and middle children understand middle children because they're there and obviously not everybody in society is that but especially they're like, now they're like the referees you know 
no, the referees or like they're Switzerland. Or they're saying, I'm going to do something completely different. You know, they're going to do, um, they're going to go, you know what, Leah, I hear this and I hear this, but I'm going to go do this. And uh, sometimes those people are the most creative folks or sometimes, you know, uh, hopefully they're not the black sheep of the family or whatever like that. But the idea is that sometimes you're trying to differentiate yourself. And I think in a culture now where everybody's exposed to a lot of other different things and everybody's trying to be different about it. And so sometimes the only ways that people get attention is by gravitating toward an extreme. Unfortunately, some of those folks are also the loudest people in the conversation, which is why I think there's this large group of folks who, has, who have been silent for a long time to say, why can't we just all talk together? Why can't we just talk about it? Why can't we come around a table and do this? And it's because increasingly more and more and more, the voices that are the loudest are on the edges. And I think the time is rising where the people that have been silent will start to speak. And it's important then as they speak that they're going to bring a third perspective into something that's going to help everybody. Right. And the third perspective is probably it's not only really needed, but it's also probably, to be honest, it's a little combination of both. Because I find myself, like just personally myself, I do find that I have um, some more like like views. Uh, I might be more leaning one way on one topic, but another way on another topic. But I always seem to come back to the kind of like the, for me anyway, what I consider kind of the middle ground of this where I can see both sides, but this is where I stand. And I, I think that's important to realize. The other thing to keep in mind also too is like, what is your center? As in not like, you know, what's the... Um, the balance point, which is important, but how are you internally calibrating? Because that's important. Sometimes you realize, oh my gosh, like I need to look at that or, I need, or like this is good and this is right. Or you compare it to something else. Go, oh yeah, that makes sense. Um, you know, every, every car goes into the shop for a realignment every now and again to make sure, is it still doing what it's supposed to do, what the factory specs initially said? And so whatever you have uh, programmed in as your factory specs, it's always good to double check to make sure, am I orbiting in the place where I need to be? Because it's really easy for human beings to kind of swing the pendulum from one side and then go back to the other side because they feel they need yes. to go to the other side to compensate because <laughs> they were right. so far that way. And, you know, by inertia, yeah, that may make sense. It's actually harder to just pull it back to a balance point. And somebody said when you're, when you're talking about uh, the middle and you're talking about the fulcrum, it's when you are, there's like that tension on both sides and it's not leaning one way or the other, but the point is to walk in those things in tension. And then that's actually where you find the balance is in that center point. Right. Yep. We're going to put a comma in the conversation here and we want you to, to consider these things. We want you, we want to challenge you guys. We want to challenge you that, you know, where is your center and, you know, who do you draw from? Where where are you finding balance? Where is there tension? Where can you improve in your life to to just feel more centered in general? And who are you talking to that's different than you that's going to provide a counterbalance to the things that you're believing? Right, because it's super important um, to find people with other views than you. I also I always think it's important to challenge your views. Those are hard conversations, but they're necessary conversations. So we trust that you will in, have a uh, lively conversation or two or five between now and next podcast. Until then, this is Brian. And this is Josh. For Curiosity Continuum.